and welcome back to Maya's Reviews, a book podcast and blog where I review all types of novels. I'm Maya, and thank you for joining me for another book review today. So today, I'm just going to go right into my review. I will be reviewing Wake the Bones by Elizabeth Kilcoyne, and I hope I'm saying their name right, so <laughs> fingers crossed. A huge thank you to Wednesday Books and NetGalley for providing me with a copy of this novel in exchange for an honest review. There are some content warnings, but as usual, please educate yourself on the content warnings for this novel before reading, as I may have missed some in my review. Now, these come directly from the author's website, so if I've missed anything, I do apologize. Content warnings include mental and physical abuse, violence, suicide, dental trauma, guns, postpartum depression, drug usage, animal death, blood, and abuse by an alcoholic parent. So please be aware that those are issues that are brought up during this novel. Um, I do not believe I will be discussing any of those issues in depth during my review, but just a forewarning, they could come up, so. Overall, I rated Wake the Bones 3.5 out of 5 stars. The characters, setting, and plot were all 3 out of 5 stars, the writing 5 out of 5 stars, and the memorability 4 out of 5 stars. I do find it very difficult to review this novel because I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. There were many intriguing aspects that I loved, but there were also many things that I didn't enjoy about Wake the Bones. Wake the Bones was published by Wednesday Books on July 12th, 2022, and is 320 pages long. It is not a part of a series, and its tags include fiction, young adult, fantasy, contemporary, romance, horror, paranormal, urban fantasy, and gothic. The book's description from Goodreads as always. The sleepy little farm that Laurel Early grew up on has awakened. The woods are shifting, the soil is dead under her hands, and her bone pile just stood up and walked away. After dropping out of college, all she wanted was to resume her life as a tobacco hand and taxidermist and try not to think about the boy she can't help but love. Instead, a devil from her past has returned to court her, as he did her late mother years earlier. Now, Laurel must unravel her mother's terrifying legacy and tap into her own innate magic before her future and the fate of everyone she loves is doomed. Wake the Bones is an unsettling yet beautifully crafted tale of sacrifice, love, and magic. Full of hidden horrors, the novel follows the story of four young adults navigating a farm that holds an evil power set on their destruction. When I first started reading this novel, I was absolutely in love with the characters. They were beautifully written and so realistic and relatable. Laurel, Isaac, Ricky, and Garrett are the four main characters, and they all help out on Laurel's Uncle Jay's farm and they have been friends since they were little. The main character, Laurel, lost her mother at a young age, and her whole world is changed drastically after she comes home from college, 
by the reveal of a true wickedness that has invaded the land she loves and tends to. Now, Laurel is interesting because although she is a main character, the other three characters have just as much to do with the story as her. They all are there to support her and help her, and while she is the one with magic in this story, all of her friends are so crucial to the story that without them, what happened wouldn't have happened. And so it's interesting because I'm pretty sure there were a few point of view changes and each of the characters are so distinct that it's very easy to shift into their mindset. So I really enjoyed that. The relationships between the characters were obvious at the start too, but nevertheless, I still enjoyed and adored them. Isaac and Garrett's and Laurel and Ricky's relationships were written very well and colorfully. They had a lot of chemistry and it really worked. It wasn't like the author was trying to force people together. And usually I don't talk about the relationships between characters, but since this book is so heavily character-driven and their relationships are a part of the plot, I felt it was very important to acknowledge and recognize. And like I said, a great aspect of Wake the Bones is that not only is the plot driven by this devil-like threat, but also the character's inner struggles. Isaac struggles to be himself in the small town the story describes. Although he would like to be with Garrett, he wishes to leave and truly be able to come out and be openly gay rather than be stuck in this little town that would, what, that would severely judge him for it and it would make his life so much more difficult. So he wishes to leave while Garrett wishes to stay and live the life that he's known for forever. That's all he's ever known. And that dynamic in itself adds a lot of tension to the plot and to different scenes, but also Ricky and Laurel's relationship is kind of an enemies to lovers trope, right? So that adds so much more tension to already suspenseful scenes. However, I did feel that the character development in this novel was somewhat lacking. The story contains magic, but also takes place in a world fairly similar to ours. And Laurel is somewhat aware of the power she has. It mentions early on in the novel, because she's a taxidermist, right, that when she touches the bones, sometimes they will show her how that certain animal died. And, you know, personally, I have never had that experience, but I'm also not a taxidermist, so I don't know. But, um... That doesn't normally happen. So she's kind of like, you know what, maybe maybe I am a witch. Because um, it sounds like her the town they live in is fairly superstitious. The author mentions in the novel that Laurel's mother was looked down upon by the town because they thought she had magic and was a witch, right? And causing a blight on their land or whatever superstition among small towns and there's a, another character named Christine I believe if that's not correct I apologize but start, started with a C and she works at a grocery store in town I believe and she definitely has magic and she knows she does she knows how to use it and people regard her as right the witch of the town she's 
evil because she uses magic. And so it's a little weird because I think the town doesn't actually believe in magic, but they still look down upon those that they believe use it. It's a weird situation, but it makes sense in my mind. You know, people can make fun of others for ridiculous things, so it's probably what happened in this book. But Laurel is... I completely lost my train of thought, but Laurel is aware of her powers, right? But her friends from the beginning of the novel completely disregard the validity of her claims and they're like yeah sure you have magic and sure christine has magic and you know they make fun of her for it but i think it's because christine maybe her name is caroline i'm pretty sure it's christine was of the belief that she does have magic so i think they're just little jerks but essentially they don't believe that Laurel has magic, and Laurel's like, guys, I kind of kind of know. <laughs> like, I don't know how to use them, but I know I have them. And they don't believe her. But then, during the second half of the novel, they all of a sudden believe in magic. And I do understand that they see monsters made of bones, right, coming <laughs> at them. And weird stuff happens, right? Illusions and uh, just freaky happenings that I would, just, I would, I would have left that town so fast. As soon as I drank something that then turned to blood, I would just, I would be gone. Goodbye. Or I would have dipped far, far early. <laughs> you would have not have caught me staying in that town. But they do, because no one listens to me. And so, you know, I do understand that they saw some things that could change their opinion, but it really just felt like all of a sudden they believed in magic, and it felt a little unrealistic and like it came out of nowhere and I was like at least have them be in disbelief at first but you know I just felt that was a little unrealistic but also what really got me was that although Laurel was already used to having magic she claimed she flat she flat out says like I don't know how to use my powers she's incapable of having control of them Except when she has to use them for the first time where she's actively taking control of them, right? Because since the beginning of the book, she said that the bones will just speak to her, right? She doesn't have to do anything. It just kind of happens. She doesn't know how to control it. But except when she has to use them in a life or death scenario for the first time, when she's first trying to take control, all of a sudden she's able to use it and she's able to cast a spell to protect her and her friends and I don't know it was a little weird because all of a sudden she's just like an expert in using the earth to fight off a demon and it's not as if there was a time skip between her being able to control her powers and not 
I'm pretty sure all of this takes place on the same day. If not, it takes place within the same week. And personally, I don't know, maybe I'm just a slow learner, but I would have a little bit of trouble learning to use magic powers within a week. And so, I don't know, I felt like that was a little unbelievable. And when you already have a story that's about paranormal aspects and ghosts and a devil that's haunting the land and a monster made out of bones that appears and tries to kill the main character, right? I feel like there has to be something. You can't make your character just able to deal with all those. They have to struggle a little bit. And while there was an internal struggle with her, just a tiny little bit, where she was feeling guilty and a lot of pressure, I didn't feel as if she really struggled enough to the point where it was believable um, that that could have happened. You know, if magic were real, I do not think that she would have been able to utilize her powers in the way that she did to protect her friends. And I feel like it would have been nice. Obviously, I don't want anything bad to happen to the characters, right? But I think it would have made more sense. And I would have liked to have seen her fail a little bit before getting a hang of using her magic. Um, it would have added much more to the story and raised the stakes and made me so much more anxious to find out what happened than I was. It, it would have been more realistic and it would have made more sense. And I think that's what really disappointed me because that was such a big part of the book was she has magic and she has to use them to save her friends from this devil that hurt her mom and is hurting her family and is hurting her town and her land and her friends. I think it would have made much more sense and it would have been so much better had she struggled a little bit um, than just getting it right off the bat. But I was absolutely in love with the first half of the book. The suspense was beautifully built up and maybe anticipate when Laura would finally fight the villain of the story. The first half was very solid and well paced and I really, really enjoyed it. It, if the rest of the book had been like the first half in terms of pace and um, world building and background, I think it would have been a five-star book. Unfortunately, I cannot say that the second half of the book was as good as the first half. A little bit after the 50% mark, since I was reading this on my book, right, uh, I'm reading this on my book, reading this on my phone, on the Kindle app. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, it just felt very rushed, and I didn't feel like it flowed well or made sense. A lot of stuff was just thrown out, like this happened, and then this happened, and this happened. And it was very oddly paced, to the point where I was struggling to keep up with important moments, but then there were moments where I was like, can we just get through this? And a big reveal occurs, yet there's hardly any time before Laurel is on to the next scene and she's fighting with this devil uh, figure. 
And the twists and turns really had no effect on the story because there was no time to see the characters react and adapt to them. Because since a lot of these twists, a lot of these reveals were about the past, it doesn't really, it's been affecting the story all along, so it's not like it changes anything in the story. But to make them more meaningful, it it would have made more sense to have the characters react to them, especially since a lot of it is personal to Laurel. I felt like it was just kind of disregarded. It was thrown out there, and it was very important, but it just really had no effect. So it made major parts of the novel lose its emphasis, and I think that really disappointed me because I was looking forward to the second half of the book because it was building up this tension, the suspense, and then it just kind of fell flat. So I was a little disappointed with the second half of the novel. It was still a decent part of the book, but it was not as good as the first part, and I feel like the climax of the novel, you know, all of the action, all of the reveals should have been so much more And while they were in the book, I think the pacing and the lack of response from the characters is what really made it not as meaningful. Because if the characters aren't caring, like, there's a huge reveal to Laurel about her mom and what her mom has been doing during the afterlife, I guess. You know, she's kind of haunting, not haunting, but she's kind of an apparition, she's kind of a ghost slash zombie thing, if you will, and she's been trying to help her daughter all along, right? But then there's this huge reveal and you're like, oh, that's not what I expected at all. And that's huge. That should be something that Laurel should be absolutely devastated about. And then she just kind of is like, bye mom, and then goes off to fight the main villain of the story, right? So it was, it really, it's really hard to care about a major twist and a major reveal when the character themselves doesn't care about it as much. So like I said, first half really, really good. Second half was not as good. Um, But overall, there was a lot of potential and good aspects. Like I said, it was just that the novel fell short in the second half that really lowered the score a lot for me. Um, Because once I got to the second half, you know, I was so excited and then it kind of ruined the rest of the book for me because it was like, well, why? (laughs) Why did I read the first half if the second half isn't going to fall through, right? Um, But I still enjoyed reading Wake the Bones and would recommend it to those looking for a paranormal novel full of exciting characters, a rural setting, and a similar feeling to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think a lot of that has to do with, um, not the gore, it's not gory per se, but there's definitely a lot of, uh, gritty horror in it, which is very, um, if you've ever watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's very reminiscent of that. So it was definitely a callback, especially since it takes place in, I'm pretty sure, um, the rural south, that 
I mean, it's called Dry Valley, so I'm, assu- I'm just assuming. But, uh, <laughs> and they grow tobacco, so, you know, it, I'm assuming. And they say it's super hot. It's probably the south. It's probably rural, I'm assuming, because it's a small town, too, right? So, it gave that feel, which, if you're a fan of that series, then this book is probably for you. And like I said, there's a lot of good things in this book. For me, I was just slightly disappointed Um, but that's because I was anticipating a lot, right? So if you go into this book not anticipating a lot of this, right, because I was just kind of guessing along the way, if you don't do that, I think you'll really enjoy this book. Um, and like I said, I even enjoyed this book, though there were some things, you know, I can be disappointed with a novel and still enjoy it, so. But overall, I did enjoy Wake the Bones, and I do recommend it, so... That is the end of my review of Wake the Bones by Elizabeth Kilcoyne, and again, I apologize if I pronounced the author's name wrong. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please check out my blog, Maya's Reviews, at mayagreviews.wordpress.com. You can also find me at Maya the Bookworm on Twitter, Goodreads, BookBub, and Book Sirens. I'm also on Tumblr at Maya Reviews. If you want me to review your book or want to come on the podcast to discuss a novel, maybe even just reach out to me, you can email me at mayagbookreviews at gmail.com. I do ask that if you are reaching out in regards to a review request, interview, collab, blog tour, or anything publicity related, that you check out my publicity request page on my blog first and then email me. Thank you so much for listening and happy reading!